What's up, guys? It's Agent26 of Agent26Beats.com, and I am back with another episode of the Turning Artists into Entrepreneurs podcast. Um, Happy Monday. We're back, right? Another week. We are in it. I think, believe this is the third week of July. Uh, We are almost out of this month, man. We're over halfway done with 2020. Uh, We are trucking along, and I hope that you've been able to you know, be creative, you know, enjoy your families, have peace and all of that, and stay healthy, of course, um, in this time. A lot of things happening out there uh, in the music world today, um, really, really just the, the past few um, days, really. There's been a theme going on that I thought I would expound on, um, because no one's heard me say anything about it just yet, but many people have been talking about um, producers as artists. So I know this show is normally geared towards people who are, who are artists um, in the industry, but I think I wanted to do something as a music producer, um, an entrepreneur. I wanted to do something that where I could talk, you know, kind of to the other you know producers that may may be listening. Um, we are in a in a in a, in a renaissance um, as business people now, and it's been happening for quite a while. Um, the, the main thing being there was a day and a time where like as a music producer, you, you know, the, your whole goal was basically to get a placement from a major artist. You, you would, you know, send your tracks any way you could or your CDs back then. And you would try to make it to where you could, um, get Busta Rhymes to rap to you, to your song or to get, um, you know, uh, whoever was hot, maybe like it was like a new hot R&B diva, um, you know, back when they used to have like those Ashanti and Ja Rule uh, mashups or Tamiya and Fabulous, um, you would try to just, you know, get those, those would be your big breaks. You would just try to get those placements, which were really hard to do. Today, we don't have to do that anymore. Um, those, those people are so hard to reach now. There's so much red tape separating you, even from artists who are kind of on the way up. Not even just those who are well-established. But, like, if I have an R&B song and I want to send it to Jamie Foxx, it's going to be a little hard to do. Um, but if I, if I can, you know, reach out to management or something like that, maybe you have a better chance. However, um, what I want to talk about is just a few of the other avenues that are out there as producers and why you should look at yourselves as an, as an artist. Today, we have the ability to put a face to a producer name and tag and it's so important that we do i I think that that has dramatically changed and shifted the cultural climate now branding matters and branding essentially is just kind of your overall message um, that's behind what you do Um, whether that's you know your own persona or some altruistic message that you have for everyone. For some producers, it's about education and teaching them how to do things um, within their DAWs. And then for others, it's, you know, more about um, helping them grow social media followings or whatever the case may be. Some people, you know, just want to, you know, put out their own music, you know. So um, I think branding is, is, is kind of the, the if you can imagine an umbrella um, kind of graph or chart and then you draw like three lines under it you would have branding probably at the top because that's going to be kind of be your your spear point but underneath that it's going to be you know you selling beats right obviously that's been the big thing um for, for most people everyone doesn't you know do great in, in sales excuse me 
in sales um, selling beads, but it's one of the um, biggest uh, income streams for, for a few producers out there. And um, that's a huge way um, that we can now empower ourselves. We can take beats that we own and license them uh, and lease them out to people to use while still retaining full ownership of the beat, uh, which is a really fantastic uh, way of making money. Um, then you have like licensing, right? Where, where you, you make a track, you still own it, but you send it into you know, music libraries like uh, Jingle Punks or, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on some of the other names I had in mind, but, uh, oh crap, uh, there's a few of them out there, I have to go back to my list, but you have a few uh, places out there that will take your instrumentals if you make the genre of music that they um, are looking for. I tend to veer into R&B and Trap Soul, you know, lots of, you know, LMA, Bryson Tiller, um, Summer Walker, um, Daniel Caesar, like I make a lot of stuff that's like wavy, you know what I mean? Like I make things that are almost like for the bedroom, um, you know, like big Chris Brown songs when he's not trying to get you to dance. And uh, so I make a lot of stuff like that. And that's my favorite type of music to make. It's where I'm strongest at. And so if I submit to a music library, they may not be looking for that. Like I submitted to one, I want to say in June, I, I kind of do it like every, like, every two months I start kind of like, I do like a big blast of like submissions. I feel like my music evolves, you know, over time as I try to stay current. But I remember I sent, I sent it out and like one, one company got back to me and said, hey, we like this stuff. It's just that we're looking for rock and Americana right now. Um, but we'll keep you in mind uh, for if, if we veer into more of that hip hop space. Um, so you're gonna run into some things like that, but if you make rock and Americana, or if you make, I don't know, house music, pop music, you know, um, country, polka, you know, or, you know, whatever it may be, like those, those things, th- th- these companies could use it. You don't know what they're actually looking for. So it's always important to, um, to submit and see what you can kind of come up with. So I'd say selling beats, licensing, um, is another big thing, uh, selling your own kits this is another thing um as producers you know, you're always looking for inspiration you're always looking for new sounds that can be really helpful and i personally um due to covid i kind of sped up my timeline for doing this but i released two sound kits uh, one of them is free by the way uh ember at agentsmusicsbeats.com um and i released like uh, full production so i was i'm giving out like entire tracks uh multiple multitudes of tracks and um you can essentially just take them and then you know just copy and paste into your DAW and then start recording to them as an artist or as a producer you can chop them up you know pitch them up pitch them down do whatever you know to take out the drums add your own drums and it's a wonderful way to help people you know create loop kits are a great way to get placements in a lot of situations if they're marketed correctly and uh being able to create things that other people can use gives value and it immediately puts you in a position of value. You know, if I reach out to a producer and I want to collaborate, I'm like, hey, I got this like a loop pack and you just send them a loop pack. And it's like, you know, if you cook up something dope, you know, you know, let's let's do this, you know. So things like that are, are, are really important. And I think, you know, um, three simple ways, you know, immediately that you can begin to 
have your own brand. Uh, fourth way I'd say is probably YouTube. And YouTube is, is, is an unpredictable you know, space to be in as a, as a music producer because you have, even as an artist, because essentially you don't want to just get on there. Like the mistake that if you look at my YouTube page, um, mistake you'll see that like these that I made is that I put up a lot of beats because I was at one point I was uploading a beat every day. Um, I put up a lot of tracks and that's great. However, you're going to get much further if you can put your face on camera and you can um, show people your process, show people you creating things. I think that's a lot better. Um, if you have the ability to uh, teach, teach. Um, but YouTube, I think, is an excellent way if you can find creative ways to get yourself on camera so that people can connect with you. And it, all of these things kind of go under the umbrella of branding. Like they should, they'll all look like one unified front once you kind of get it up and running. And you don't need the fanciest equipment. Um, I know for YouTube, though, you kind of want to have a little bit of a home setup and space. I know that that's, you know, really helpful, you know. I know people are addicted to like the NPC videos well, where you're kind of like, you know, slapping at your drums. Um, th those do videos do really well. You know what I mean? So like things like this, like you can kind of like watch the game and observe and um, not only just have multiple streams of income, but you can start to empower yourself as an artist. And to go back to the original point, the reason why I say that this is, you know, um, an important hot button issue is because I think more producers are waking up to like, hey, if I, if I develop a brand and I get 500 dedicated followers, you know, uh, I can put out, you know, um, like a lo-fi pack on Spotify and, and say, or lo-fi beat tape, excuse me, on Spotify and say, hey guys, you know, I just dropped this new track. Um, you know, here's a snippet of it for you guys to hear before anyone else or something like that. And then you now have 500 people going to your your music page to listen and see what you've gotten and, and you have an active fan base and you're working like an artist now. You're putting out your own content and working on your own. Um, and that's big, you know. One thing I always tell producers too is um, we don't really have resumes in this business. You won't really, you know, you won't really find too many people that are like, hey, let me see your resume before they give you a job unless you're going to like work in a studio or something. But one thing that is a great resume is the music you've produced and nothing I, I, nothing says I can make good music like making good music and one thing that I focus on and continue to focus on is if you have the ability to like make productions and like get you getting and like hire artists to like you know to work with you on things that is huge to get the ability to have people who are going to be a part of your brand and a part of what you do. Um, it's big time, man. Like, you, you really want to get something set up to where if you can put out your own songs, like, in, a, in, the, in the vein of, you know, uh, Metro Boomin or DJ Khaled or um, David Guetta, you know, these guys who don't really sing a rap or anything, but they orchestrate the, pr the productions together and put them out. And, you know, maybe they do well for you. You can push them and, and, and get in and, you know, really boost their numbers up in whatever way you see fit. But what it also says is if somebody wants to hear your music, you know, you can show them like, hey, I put this together. Like, yeah, I got beats, you know, but this is what it looks like when I'm the producer on a song, which is 
if you ask me, you know, what we all are doing this for, we want to be producers. We want people to give a damn about, you know, our ability to make it all come together and not just be a beat maker. So there's some things to think about. Um, as far as being an artist, man, there's a lot of opportunity out there, you know, for you. And I hope you guys reach up and, and, and you snatch it because um, there's no reason that a producer today can't be an artist as well um, and, and, and put out things and let people know that they're forced to be reckoned with. So I hope that, guys, I hope that brings you guys some value. And I appreciate you listening. I know this one was a little bit longer. I usually try to make them around 10 minutes. But uh, if you stuck around, thank you so much. And I will talk to you guys in the next one. Peace. Okay.